possible. Now the Eagles to come back again. To fall forward. Oh, Barney! Darling tapping. Darling again. Gives it to Ryan. And then Ryan's little kick is a good one to Kennedy. Yes! 50. McGovern. McGovern. What a player. What a mark, Bruce. What a mark. And he goes to Your hosts are Wazza, Dan and Wayne. Right, welcome to the podcast for the fans of the West Coast Eagles, brought to you by Podcast Central, the new home of podcasts. How are you going, boys? Yeah, not bad. Good to be in after another win. Good scalp. Yeah, yeah. Friday night. Um, I don't know if I'm liking Friday nights at the moment, but the Eagles are six win, three losses, but all the media around the team is in negative in a way. But we're grinding out wins and banking them, so it's good win. is there a big deal? Well, that's what I've constantly been saying. I, I worry about percentage at the end of the year. You know, these big wins should come once we get a full list back. Right now, I, I just want the wins. Just yeah. keep the wins ticking over. Let's be honest, we're not playing our best, but that's a scary proposition, I reckon. Well, I think the positives, you know, Willie came back. Yeah. Um, JK, JK hit a good form. Mm-hmm. Um, Bunger Hearn was unreal. We had a great last quarter, a good five minutes in the first. And we defended well all night, so... Yep, that's pretty good. Well, we'll talk about the game more in detail in the final siren coming up. Liam Ryan, but we have to talk about this. Liam Ryan took a hanger of all hangers this year. Uh, It's been touted as one of the best marks ever. I don't know about that, but that'll be in my questions coming up soon, boys, so be ready for that. Mm. But when he took the uh, mark, we had uh, Willie Rioli ruffle Gorn's head and then Vardy push... Gone while he's on the ground in the back. Is it being blown out of proportion by the media or is it something that needs to be addressed? I personally didn't like it, but to me it's a complete <laughs> non-issue. You see that even when a player misses a set shot on goal, the, the opposition will come up, run up and bump him and say, it's part of the game. And Lloydy said the same, you know, it's a mental game as much as a physical game. Good at the moment. You know, um, that's it. And the players that usually do it are having stingers of the night. Mm. Um, just from my own experience, I've done it. So you lose your cool a bit and you try and rough up the player. Um, end of the day, I don't think Vardy will look back on it with fondness. Yeah. And he might regret doing it. But in the end of the day, he got given a bath. And that's how he remembers. I, right? I don't like it, but it's interesting. I watched the game the next day, um, Adelaide, whoever they played, and Greenwood tackled a guy. Hugh Green with the Bex basketball yeah. tackled a guy to the ground, got holding the ball. He immediately got he thumped him into the ground and give him whatever, and, and not, not one word was said about it. Yeah. So it, it was nothing. I think it all stemmed because of McAvaney on his comments. Oh, that was that was horrible. He just been he's been thrashed and all that. And I'm sitting there going, well, Bruce, you want to go back and have a listen to the commentary because you were praying out all night and. That's not like you, mate. Um, well, they need to harden up. Some yeah. of these commentators need to harden up too. I agree with that 100%. It's football. All right, guys, we're going to get into a little uh, segment, our quick-fire questions with our rapid-fire answers. Now, Dan didn't submit his questions, so we don't know what he's going to fire at this time. Yeah. So we'll go with ours first. Is Kane Corns the most despised figure in the AFL at the moment? 
Uh, I don't think so. I think he was spot on. If we're mainly focusing on what Dangerfield, he said about Dangerfield, I agree. He does look like he plays up these injuries. He walks off, or he limps off and gets carried off like he's done a knee, and then will go play in the forward pocket for the rest of the game. He's been known to lose. I would say Tony Jones for me, good old chompers. Yep. Oh, well, I, my, my thing on uh, Kane Corns is he's, uh, and somebody said on another podcast, he's a South Australian and he's making waves in Victoria and Victorians don't like it. Yeah. No, he's not liked. And so. He's not liked, but you know, at the end of the day, he's a media person that's to get what he gets paid for. Mm. And if you don't like him, don't listen to him. And if you don't like him, don't comment on what he says. Simple as that. Right, two. Who will succeed Shannon Hearn as captain of the Eagles? On the current group, and if it happens in the next year or two, it'll be Shannon Hearn. And I think Duggan will be vice-captain because I think Duggan is the next club captain. So he's going to take over Hearn when he leaves, but... Uh, uh, Shuey. Shuey, you reckon? I, to be honest, I think... I don't think it's going to be Shuey. Yeah, Shuey's 29 she, that, That's mm-hmm. it. I think he's not going to give up in the next year because he's still in great form. I reckon Yo. I reckon they'll go a middle-aged mm-hmm. player that can be it for a few years, maybe. Because Yo, Yo's not regarded yeah. well, at the club as a leader. Well, I'm going to go Brad Shepard. Because um, they got a history of Beckman, and for some reason he just seems like the logical choice for me. But I don't know him personally, so it's all. Um... And they could go away what they did when Ben Cousins got the job. Dean Kemp was captain as well. They had two captains. Yeah, they could. Do. So they could possibly go down the track of Shuey and a younger player. But Bungahan, I remember I only brought this up because Bungahan. As our last year, we everyone was talking about, oh, will he retire? Um, step down as captain. Shoe is the obvious point, but the longer the way Shannon Hearn's playing, he'll play another two years. Yeah. I want him to be captain for those two yeah. years, and when he steps down, he steps down. Well, that's, well, that's it. Career. The question's different two, three years on yeah. from when it was originally asked. All right. So much for the rapid fire answers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With the twenty seconds, <laughs> the Eagles didn't challenge Jetta's one match suspension. Should they have? No. No, but I'm so confused by this whole thing. Gorn busted up and cracked Murphy, um, Murphy's ribs from Carlton. Uh, Mumford, I said Mumford. Mumford but, yeah, yeah, yeah. And got away with nothing. He elected to go the player, got nothing for it. And Jeddah got done for concussion. Because I understand the rules. It's based on outcomes. Mm. So yeah, he got concussed. I don't think it should, but that's what it is. But then they pick and choose when to make these rules. That It's not a black and white scenario. It's up for their own interpretation. Yeah. If it didn't happen like it did, I would have said, no, you just take it and move on. But everyone had stopped, thinking there was a free kick paid. The only person that didn't stop was Lewis Jetta. And that contributed to Smith hitting his head on the way he was tackled. Now, you're taught to tackle pin two arms. What else could he do? He was standing dead still and that contributed it. I thought they would have challenged it, but I guess they didn't want to... He could have got two weeks, I think, couldn't he? Yeah, could have done, yeah. 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 So. Just, just quickly, too. Um, I didn't want this one penalised either. I thought it was a great tackle. But the more dangerous tackle was Frost on Petrosetti. That was a... Per- like, yeah, well, that's... That up. was two action. That was a sling tackle. That was a sling that's tackle. That's what they're saying the rules is against. Yeah. Mm. Um, it was, and it was a forceful sling tackle. It was a ripped his jersey. Again, that's a lot of force. Again, outcome both. I don't want that penalised. I don't want that out of the game. It was a beautiful tackle. Yeah. He was lucky to get him. Yeah. But, yeah, and you compare Jeddah for his tackle gone one week because the player was concussed, Petrosalli got mm. up, even though that one was a way further dangerous tackle. And probably Lewis Jetta just... Unlucky he's not a star player like Nathan Fife. But I think, I think unfortunately, <laughs> part two had both his arms pinned, and unfortunately, that's how players... Yeah, that's it. That's, that's how it's that's been. That's, that's been the rule. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, 
Who at the Eagles is taking the best mark ever out of Nick Nat Nui, Fine Ryan, or Ashley Sampy? Sampy's Nick Nat's Ryan's. Really? Mm-hmm. I, the Ryan's I loved because he took it on. He took it on the biggest man on the field. But yeah, Sampy's is once in a generation. So Sampy's height, but it was a chess mark. For, yeah, but, oh yeah, but when you when you do what you do, you stand oh, yeah, on someone's I'm, shoulder I'm, and then you push again yeah. and you take that mark. Well, but I'm, for I'm, me, I, I would go, and this is only for sheer work ethic, was Ryan's. I like Ryan's for his sheer work ethic, but for spectacular, I have to go two of Nick Nats over all of them. Yeah. One over Sandylands and one over, yeah. I think it was Sinclair. Both Ruckman, both high, and he... That's it. But everyone's different. So... Yeah. Um, I, just, I just think to pass the ball to Kennedy and then keep running flat out another 50 metres and calling for the ball at Kennedy's look, yeah. he's kicked it high and then take a stop and then go again and bang. I just thought that Well, was AFL got what they wanted because the next day I had junior footy in my son's footy ground and all the kids go, are we allowed to take a specky? That's the first thing they said. And we said, maybe learn to play football first. <laughs> but I, I, the thing I'm stumped at, they're saying it's 50-50 between him and Stuart to get mark of the week. For oh, really? Geelong. Yeah. Oh, uh, Liberatore is basically a glorified moment. You know, mm. that's what I look at. Like Daniel Rioli won the mark of the year and didn't win it during the week. Yeah. Mm. Remember, so just bear in mind that. The AFL have a mid-season draft approaching. Will they introduce a mid-season trade period in the next bargaining agreement? I don't think so. I don't know if it's going into the bargaining room, but they'll try. Hmm. They felt love to tamper with things. So sooner or later, I don't know if it'll stay, I don't know if it's a good idea. They'll but they felt they, they don't like leaving the game alone. It's one of my pet peeves. They'll see how the draft goes first. Yeah, no, they'll see how it goes, but I, I, I just can, it happens in every other game, like uh, basketball mm. and stuff like that. So I, I can't see why they wouldn't try it. Um, you got a couple there, Wayne, so you shoot. Yeah, um, your thoughts... And compare the Jetta Varco suspension. I, I didn't see Varco. I, I have a big thing on this. So, well, Varco elected to bump, hit the player in the head, didn't he? Yeah. That's a lot more black and white than this tackle, because as was alluded to, the play had stopped. He so he's wrapped him up, mm. so he couldn't play on. He waited for the umpire to call on, and then he's just dropped him aside. Didn't get in his back. Didn't sling. Wasn't two motions. So to me, it was just unlucky that he hit his head on the ground. He was concussed. Where the Varco one elected to bump, hit the player in the head. I reckon they're completely different. I think Varco should have got three weeks. I didn't see the Varco one. It so was, was full on, flat out. Trav Varco's yeah. fast guy. He's gone head on. He's gone hit to the head. He's also smashed his head against the Collingwood players. I say he took two out, didn't he? He yeah. took two guys out, and he's only got a week. And I tell you, he should have got three. Well, everyone's going because of this indigenous yeah. round. But, but did, exactly got got a week did, they, did anyone notice why? The play had stopped with that cheddar tackle. Yeah, because they thought it was a free kick just beforehand. Mm. It should have been a bloody free kick. You could see that from the yeah. stands. Like he was tackled, the ball hit the ground. He's picked it up. Then he's gone. He's like, I better stop because that's clearly a free yeah. kick. Yeah. So that came from the umpire's mistake. And Jeddah's penalised because of an umpire mistake. And that's why I thought I would have challenged it. Uh, next one, Wayne. Uh, who do you see at the current top eight, outside the current top eight, challenging to make the top eight? Ah, uh, Fremantle and. Um, Fremantle Port Adelaide. Ooh, and out would Port go. Dropped out, have they? Pardon? I didn't realise Porter dropped out. Yeah, yeah ninth, aren't they? Yeah, I would say yeah. so because um, Brisbane, mm. aren't they? And yeah. Brisbane probably on the way up because I'll be beat by Fremantle, you think, this week? So, I, I don't have Freya. I think Freya, um, 
They do this every year. They have a couple good wins early, set up their season, use a bit of percentage booster, and then they drop down. I reckon Port... I didn't realise Port was out. I haven't looked at the top eight. Yeah, I can't I'm, remember. I reckon Port and then Hawks is a roughie. No, I'm Port and Essendon. I think Essendon's a roughie one. And uh, do you guys think Bolton will last the season? Yep. Yeah, yeah. they've basically come out and said it will. So that, that, if they say <laughs> that he will, and they've said it on numerous occasions that he will, um, it'd be... Unless they lost the next four games by 80 points or more, then... You know, you got to sit there and it's a hard thing, but they've backed him in, so they have to back him in for the year. I think if they lose this week by 80 plus, he'll go. Who's, who are they playing? I don't know who they're playing, don't care. But Saints. If yeah, they, they lose by 80 plus this week, he'll go. They, they, their next four weeks uh, looks, you know, at least two of them wins, I reckon. But like I said, they backed in Bolton. They've got uh, how many number one draft picks and how many they've got rid of 50 players in the last four years. More than any other club, so you got to take that into account. But you got to stop making excuses sometimes too. I'm very much of the mind that um, you don't sack a coach mid-season unless there's this harmony between the playing group and the coaching group. Well, the reason why I don't think they will is because Robert Wars is the one behind it, and who would want him as a coach? Hmm. Oh, that's a scary thought. You had any questions there, Dan? Uh, I had a couple. I've forgotten them all already. Now, do you think Geelong have overachieved already? No. No. So they've hit their peak already. I'm going to go on the record now and say, have a look at Geelong's draw. It'll be Geelong and Collingwood Grand Final. Geelong will win by 20 So you points. don't think they've peaked too early? No. No. I think no. they've got a lot. Yeah, they've no. got a lot I reckon they'll go. Okay. I reckon they'll lose probably two or three games of the year. They've got enormous Ooh, depth. That's a good one, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the only question mark I have on is uh, their, their up, kids are like really in, uh, playing real good footy and instead of split. But kids at the end of the season, especially the Victorian ones, they taper off at the end as they get tired. Yeah. And I wonder with a senior list, if no, it's a dual thing, that's the only way I can see them. But I'm really impressed. That, with they've form. gone out and got the team they wanted to do, yep. and they're doing it. And smart. Yeah, two or three losses at the most, I reckon. And yeah, it'd be hard to beat them. Okay. They, um, they got the smartest man in football there, I reckon. Neil Baum. Neil Baum. Oh, yeah. Neil Baum, I was gonna, I was, I was glad he didn't say Chris Scott. No, <laughs> yeah, I was worried then too. <laughs> All right, so Eagles aren't in the mid-season draft, but let's say they were hypothetically. What position would you target? Ruck, defender, back, mid. What What would you be looking for? I'd be looking. This is why I wish it was a trade. I'd be looking at the rucks, the rucks because yeah. they obviously don't want to use Brooksby. Yeah. Um, we haven't got really much behind that. We got uh, McGuinness. Um, we got Bailey as a pinch hitter, Brander or Oscar Allen can um, be a pinch hitter. They're banking on Nick Natnui to come back, so I'd be looking at a Ruckman, but one that could play straight away. If you couldn't get one that played straight away, wouldn't be looking at anything. See, coming into the season, I didn't think the Ruck stocks were too bad, but Vardy's out of form, Hickey's injured, Nick Nat's injured. It's only really left McGuinness to come in or Brooksby, so that's a funny one. I've, I've been after I've said this for four years, so we lack key defenders. Yep. We lack depth in key defensive positions. I've said this for so long, and everyone disagrees with me, but that's and it's proof in the pudding. You know, the, Tommy's out. We're struggling in that position with him. Yeah, but Ruffin should be given a go. Hmm. Schofield, I know you guys don't rate him as much because he's older, but on the weekend we missed him, and I'll talk about that more in the next set. I don't mind Schofield. Um, so that, and yeah, we maybe have and. Well, we can bring that up on another show. We'll mm. talk about defenders. We might do that in the break when we come up. We'll talk about our lines in the mid-break. All right? Well, let's get on to the final siren, guys. 
It's the final siren. Well, the Eagles, when they get over 90 marks, they usually win, and they ended up with 116 marks for the game. Did it in the last quarter, 13 goals, 7.85 to Melbourne, 9 goals, 15.69. Uh, Kennedy back in form, as we said, four, Rioli two, Shuey two, Cripps two, and Melbourne Nagala three, Petrucker two, and Hunt two. Um, it's one of these games where I've never seen four concussions in one game. Nah, luckily, um, and the only one was us. Venables, Neil Bullen, Smith, and Salem. And um, I didn't see Neil Bullen's or Salem's. And if no. the Salem one was the one I think it was on the boundary line, that was soft as. Mm. And if Tim Smith had got concussion, how come he come back on the ground? Yes, that's an interesting one. And I love now, how come that's been glossed over and everyone's talking about Lewis Jetta getting um, given a week suspension, but if he's concussed, why is he back on the ground? Yeah, I did. Isn't like that a duty that. of care from Melbourne? Mm. I don't know. Um, I didn't. I just don't understand it. Uh, it reports out of it where Jetta. Um, I didn't think the umpires had a big bearing on the game, um, even though people don't really like Margetts or Daglish, and we had fifty-one thousand at the ground, so it was. You were there. Was it a cold night? It's funny, it was a very cold night, but it doesn't seem, it doesn't feel it when you're actually in the stadium. I think that many people crammed together, it doesn't allow much of a breeze in there because it's a tall yeah. stadium now. It's quite nice. Once you get out, though, all you feel the cold then. Well, like you said, um, we, we hung in there all night. Um, Melbourne took their, took their opportunities, but they failed to get past half forward. When they went to half forward, they butchered the ball. And intensity-wise... That's where they fell down or not. But Eagles, with efficiency-wise, there was only 10 players that had an efficiency rate of over 70%. All the rest were 60 or below. But to, to Melbourne's, not their defence, but they had one human mountain in the way all night. And that was Shannon, and that was just an unbelievable game. Yeah, no, he was up Unbelievable game. Gov took a lot of intercepts. For a defender, well, to play that type of game, to get that type of vision out, many stats... That was just an outstanding game. With Shannon Hand, 33 disposals, 26 kicks, 94% efficiency, 13 pressure acts, 9 intercepts, 6 contested. Mm. You know, yeah. marks. Um, and beat his and man. Possessions. And beat his man. Yeah, he was unbelievable. And you say McGovern, I thought McGovern played really good. McGovern played a great. McGovern was um, playing a very good tw- defensive brand of football. 12 game. marks, 7 rebounds, and has probably had to play the more negating backman because Schofield wasn't there. Hmm. They had to have somebody that had to play that I can't go off a man all the time and he had his least intercepts for the year. I love how he still so, took those intercept marks. Yeah, but he did take some, it was but he had his least. More man on man. Um, but Melbourne, they fall apart up forward. I think they had something like 80 inside 50s against Geelong when they lost by like 80 points or something. So their forward line is in shambles right now so people like oh if they converted they would have won well, you're talking they about, haven't converted all year that's their talk, problem you're talking about inside 50s and they have been getting it all year yeah. they were 67 to our no 62 to our 47 and 17 of those for the Eagles come in the last quarter Yeah. so like you said they're getting in for they're getting up the half quarter and they lose their way and I don't know if that's because they don't have a Hogan anymore McDonald did nothing Petraka missed two easy ones. Could have had another one. You know, he could have ended up with five. 
Um, McDonald's started very well, but and and I've said the you know Oscar Allen did a really good job on him after quarter time. Yeah, he did. Did a very good job on him and really cut him out. Played of the in game. front of him. Yeah, played in front, and when he was behind, he defended well. Didn't get a lot of stats, I know, but he did a great job. Two on one, that goal-saving spoil in the goal square too. Yes. There yes. was two on one that could have gone so yeah, many yeah. ways to get a goal, but he mm. still and second-year player. Yeah. Got hands to it, really made sure that it went over the line. And like Cub, when he tried to handball it over his head straight into the McDonald, and then he had to tackle him straight away. Yeah. Like, oh. Mm. But, you know, had us by the seat of our pants. Um, like you said, Oliver played his, one of his better games for the year. He didn't get as much as the ball as other games, but him and Harms, Harms did pretty good. He got 29. He wasn't, he usually does a tagging role. No team did a tagging role. Bradshaw got 90, Viney got 90, and Hunt got 19 and two goals. I thought Hunt was their probably best player. Uh, Gorn was their best player. Oh, and, oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, Gorn, that's amazing. obviously said, but I mean by mm. your mobile players. But let's talk about some of the better Eagles players. Elliot Yo, he was sensational. Um, mm. His efficiency rate was 57%. So that means out of the 26 disposals, only 15 were effective. But he had seven clearances, seven inside 50s, four score involvements. And he had a record, what was it, 16 tackles. Yeah. And where the game was getting away from us deep in the second quarter, he sort of got ruffled around by harms. He just went nuts. He just went on a one-man mission. He just, he was destroying everything in front of him. Like, it's funny. We lost the clearances, right? And Melbourne's lauded about their midfield. But we just started now to touch on our midfielders. I found we just... Apart from the disposal efficiency, which has cost us a little bit, that's one of the things I think is holding us back this year. But yeah. our midfielders, their numbers were so superior to all of Melbourne's and we were kicking goals as well. Mm. Like she, Chewy, you know, three between them, I believe. Well, Chewy got two and he was down on his efficiency, 57 as well. And Sheed, he got, did he get one or two? He but got one goal, two, I think. His possessions were fairly free disposal, 60% efficiency. So... But they're getting the ball, and he got it inside 55 uh, times. So, um, like you said, they're starting to build. Once they get the efficiency, they're going to be a lot, bit more dangerous, I guess. It's interesting that Jamie Cripps oh. yeah, was given... Uh, and I, Look, I only watched from the TV, and I thought, and I, I think I made a comment. Jesus, our forwards have been really quiet, other than Kennedy. And yet, then I hear, then I see, yeah, people had him up there in the top four or five players... And then you see he had, he had 18 disposals. Never saw it. He had a really good last quarter. And he ran 17.2 kilometres. Yeah, so he's obviously really... We're starting to see... Yeah, he's starting to get some fitness back. Yeah, starting to get some fitness back. And this is where I've always said, you watch on TV and you watch at the ground, totally different game. Mm. Because at, at the ground, you see what they're doing when they don't have the ball. On TV, you don't see it. So you might sit and go, well, what's Coop's done? But what he's doing, he's applying the pressure. Same as Liam Ryan. They were running up and down all game. And they were playing wider of their players. Melbourne took their their risks, and it's, if it works, it works. But if it doesn't, it's turnover, and that's how the Eagles scored their goals. So it's funny because we talked about this bit off air. Um, that yeah, you, you get a better grasp on the game watching it on TV. Mm. But what you don't pick up is the off the ball stuff. And um, I mentioned Darling. I've always said he's impeded so much now. He's getting almost a number one defender. He's getting impeded before he can even run to the ball. They don't give him an inch. They grab his jumper. They've got arms around him. They're bumping him. Oh, what, like 
if the ball's far out, they bump goal side, you know what I mean? They're keeping yeah. it two on one. So no wonder why this guy's formed. Because on TV, I've been a bit crucial. It's like, you can't drop him because he's still kicking the goals, but he's so out of form. Now, this was the first live game I went to. And I'm like, he's not out of form. He's been targeted. They've said, right, I think he's more damaging now his contested well, pass than JK. And they're taking him off the ball. And then you watch most of his contests, it's two-on-one when he gets to the ball. It's just... They're putting the better defender a on darting because they know JK's going to kick two or three regardless. Mm. Regardless of who they put on him, JK, he's got a bank. He averages three goals a game, so they sit there and as a coach, you sit there and go, well, JK's going to get three goals. Let's put all our effort into nullifying darling. And if you can nullify darling, you have a good chance of beating the Eagles. And so when he, he fires, you never lose. He works up and down the ground too. We yeah. saw that in the third quarter of the grand but, final too. I just touch on the other bit, being a former <laughs> defender myself, but his game in the, he's obviously had to change his game in the last two weeks or the last three weeks because obviously got, his his game as a defender is really he's now a defender. He's playing a great defensive game of football. He's yeah. actually playing man on man. He's not drifting off as much. He's doing great spoils. He's doing he's doing all this. So uh, he's he's really changed his game greatly, I think, in that in, in that aspect. I think our defence is whole Shepherd. Uh, oh. We touched on Hearn. Hearn's best year, even better last yeah. year. Uh, same with Shepherd. Gov, I just think as a back group, Duggan it's just so really solid. Isn't and it? Duggan is our unsung hero, <laughs> unnoticed. Any uh, the thing I like about Duggan, I've said it on the podcast many times. He gets that ball and he just hits it forward, mm-hmm. and he takes them on. Yeah. He might turn over, but he takes it on. And before yeah. we finish on the final, sorry, I just want to say that Gaff played. Not one, I don't think on social media. Not many people talking about Gaff, and I've watched the game twice. 30 disposal at 80 cents, 10 marks, free clearances, 5 inside 50s. That was one of the best games he's had for the year. He mm. definitely was the best with the by foot disposal efficiency. Oh, that's he really talented good. game, yeah. And he played more defensively at the start and then started attacking. Well, let's get on to the next uh, game coming up against the Crows in Bounce Down. It's Bounce Down. Right, boys, it's time to say the Crows. Eagles play Adelaide at Adelaide over Saturday. So, where do we begin, eh? Adelaide sit five wins, four losses, but like us, haven't played to the potential and they're banking wins. So, when they're on song, guys, they're hard to beat. They play a very slow, offensive game. So, what, what's going to happen, boys? We Do you back us out of or what? Um, I always back down as well. I'm not confident over there at Adelaide, to be honest. I find... That, I don't know, recent history in Adelaide against Adelaide, they just, they perform quite well. Um, well. Let's have a look at the recent history. Last six times they've met, last year, Crows by 10 points at Adelaide. The year before, it was Eagles by 29. It was the last home and away game at um, CB. The year before that, Eagles by 29 again. And earlier that year, Crows by 29 at CB. So it was a bit of a trend going then. And then Crows beat us at home, at their home, by 57. But we beat them by 58, the one before, a CB. So it's sort of going back and forth. We have got a good record in Adelaide, on Adelaide Oval. I think we've only not... It's more against Port than Adelaide. That's what I was going to say. I think we've only beat Adelaide the once there on Adelaide We've only played them twice and it's one like Adelaide get excited when we come over there to play them because... I, I have a big thing that I reckon we play teams in the form every time we go away we play teams in the form and um, Adelaide get 
a second win because they know they're playing us and they got huge confidence in their game plan against us the, the, on the Adelaide game, Oval. Their game plan is similar to ours, and I don't know if you've been to um, Adelaide Oval. Um, I think when they had where Amy Stadium, we'd never win. I don't know why because it's very similar to Subi. With Amy, it's similar to it's a little bit. It's not as wide as Optus, mm. but they they can defend a lot easier. Um, but their game plan is similar to ours, so they back themselves to go in. I just I don't know where the game's going to be won because um, we'll get onto some of the players in a second. No, let's get onto them now. You got the Crouch boys. They get a lot of possessions, but they get them in between half back and centre. They're not as damaging as a Sloan is. I, f- I find their midfielders are all the same, though. I find the Crouch brothers and Sloans uh, a ball accumulates contested ball winners. They're not the pace players. Um, they're not elite ball users. Yeah. I would say Sloan, but Sloan's easily tagged. I think Hutchings, if he's in the side, he has to tag. I brought this up a couple of weeks ago, and people don't really necessarily agree with me. It happens quite often. But um, as long if he's not tagging, I don't think he really... Gets a spot in the side. I mean, this is a perfect opportunity. Get him back doing what he's great at, and that's tag Sloan. Sloan is cannot really handle a hard tag. I think this is prime for Hutching. Yeah, I, I agree totally there. One player that does impress me from Adelaide, and he missed all of last year, was Brady Smith. Yes. And he is one guy that, if you can quiet him down, you're a good chance of winning the game. Brody Smith well, is a linkpin to that team. He is, he is a massive and, link to him. And then another linkpin is Lynch. And it depends if they play him deep on the wing or half back, pushing up. He always seems to be the go-to guy that gets it into the forward line. Um, I'm not really fussed about the forward line. You've got Eddie Betts, and he can be dangerous any day of the week. Um, we all know that. Tex Walker's hot and cold. When he's hot, he's good. When he's cold, he's fucking useless. He's a spud. Will they flirt with bringing a bigger spud in, Jenkins, who gets all his goals in the goal square? If they do, it might work to Adelaide's favour because it'll stretch our back line because of the height. It may do, but if they don't take that mark, we should be quicker than rebounding out. But, the, but he always sits in the goal square and gets over the top goals. He always sits there and he does. And, he was, and other teams, they run off him because they, they know that out of the 50s, he probably could be more damaging because he's... He's a good player if he plays to his strength, but he doesn't. He takes an easy game. He did, he did kick six in the sound for last week. And but yeah, I, I find going tall, strategically it sounds like a good idea. And I don't remember when we had Sinclair and Lysette and Cox still playing. I think Nat Nui might have been injured or something. Oh, no, it was Nat Nui. Sorry, Cox had just retired. We flirted, let's stretch the defenders. Let's mm. play a third Ruckman or play him forward to stretch the defenders. And I find it doesn't really... A lot of time work to play unless they're clunking those marks, and I don't think they're the greatest markers in the comp. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't see them playing Jenkins. They've played much better footy without him. Yeah, look, six goals in the Sandfalls are pretty hard to not look at, but hopefully they. I, I think if they don't play Jenkins, it's better for us. They play for it; it's not good for us. See, the thing that worries me about Adelaide is. They've pretty much got their best 22 to select. And we're going to have to make another three changes this week. And uh, I think you've got the injury list in front of you, don't you, Wasn't? Oh, I think I do, but I've got it on the wrong page. Oh, <laughs> said to me on me. Um, Give him a segue. Well, they got Crouch, he's a test, he'll play. Doty, he's a season, so he's not going to play. Hardigan, concussion. 
maybe. Uh, Jacob's still a week away, so that's probably good for us ruck-wise. And uh, Malera, Malera, whatever you want to call him, he's a test. So he probably could play. Uh, they reckon Harding's going to go undergo a concussion protocol this week, so we'll see how he goes. Um, like you said, we've got to make three changes. Let's go through our list. Um, Barass, seven to nine weeks. That's was seven to nine weeks, five weeks ago. So that's going to make it 14 weeks all up. The Rioli injury... He so, might play this weekend. This was round one. This has been, out this been going on for two years. JK yeah, was coming back after four weeks and he made it. He missed eight. Be transparent with our injury list, guys. We're the fans. We pay the money for your membership. Be transparent with your fans. Uh, Brandon's hamstrings. Tess say he probably wouldn't come in. Bradshaw's out. Still with a toe. That was two weeks ago and it's still two weeks. Harry Edwards, unfortunately, like I said, key defenders. I don't see him as a key defender down the line. He, I like this guy, this kid, but he's out for a stress fracture with a foot. Hickey's out for one or two weeks with an angle that he did in the game. Marson's finally on the injury list with the hamstring that everyone knew about. Nat Nui, well, I'd love to see him back right now, but he's around 14. Schofield probably will come in. He's a test. Benable's out with concussion. Francis Watson's still two weeks. And how long ago did he do that? About four weeks. So yeah. someone's going on there. That's a worrying list. That is a long list now. So, like I said, we are starting to get a bit of a list. Uh, Adelaide's got probably one of the shortest injury lists in the comp, so that's good for them. They've got Gibbs playing good football as well. Don't forget, you've got Greenwood. They've got a good nucleus of a team. But like us, they're just not playing to their potential. And, mm. uh, you know, I, I had... Adelaide in my top four at the start of the year. So do I. Um, and a lot of pundits probably did. Are they looking like a top four team at the moment? No. Are the Eagles looking like a top four team at the moment? No, they're not. No. So if the Eagles can get a win here, though, it's going to set them up because it takes them two to three games clear of the next team. But if Adelaide get it, they close the gap again. I find it interesting. I think... Off the top of my head, GWS Geelong Pies look like a top four team. I think the actual fourth spot in that top four is up for grabs. Right now it's Brisbane. Oh, it's definitely up for but grabs. You've got I don't know you've got West Coast, who, who would you Adelaide. take take Eagles out of the equation, who would be the next Well, I'd go Richmond over Adelaide. Because mm. they're the next lot. I, I, I It's tough it's it's yeah, a it's crazy a, year, it's a great it? season and like you said, everyone's expecting this is where we go back to right back to the start of the show. It's not about how much you win. It's as long as you bank those wins. Yeah. If you get 13 wins, you're going to play finals. Yeah. This year, there's going to be a number of teams that are going to miss out on finals because of percentage, but so you need to get a few couple of wins. I think because there's going to be a lot of teams all around the same mark. I think it, at the start of the season, if Sumo said it after round 10, we were seven and three, he'd be stoked. Oh, I, I had a stoked. six and yeah. I had a six and three at the moment, but the wins I had end up being losses and vice versa, but still, same number. I, I'm laughing that we're six and three. Um, we could easily be four and, you know, four and after, five. After Geelong game, it was all doom and gloom, wasn't yeah. it? We were <laughs> going to win six games for the season, and now we're fighting for a top four. Um, look, let's have a look who Crows have won against. They've won against the Swans, 26. Suns, 73 points. Saints, 29. Freo, in the most boring game I've ever seen in football in my life, 17 points. And Port, 20 points. But they've lost to the Hawks, 32, Cats, 24. So there's two teams, plus the Lions, one point that are all above them. And Roos by 12. So they're not beating the teams above them. I've got to say, they haven't beaten one current top eight team, correct me if I'm wrong, yet. 
Yeah, well, I'm looking out there now. They haven't. So can they buck that trend and beat the Eagles? That's going to be the big question because haven't been anyone above them. Where the Eagles, we have. So we know what we can do. Um, like I said at the start of this segment, where are we going to win this game, boys? Let, let, put your coaches hat on. Where are we going to win this game? We have to win it out of the middle. Yeah, I think we need our mids really dominate. We need Shuey, Sheed, Yo, Gaff, uh, all to be in tip-top form, and we need it kicking. And we also need our two key forwards dominating. That's where we need to win it. That's that's the side I'm falling on. I think it's our forward, our forward line. Yes, you've got to... It's entry into the forward line, midfield's there. But I find our midfield's actually doing a real good job. They need to address their disposal efficiency, but other than that, they're tackling hard now, they're getting the disposals. Our forwards need to capitalise every time it goes in. And that's why I was so happy with the Melbourne game. We addressed the issues from the two weeks prior where we won, but we should have almost won by more. And I hate saying that because we were inaccurate. Mm. So we can't go in and be inaccurate against Adelaide or I think we will get punished. Yeah, um... I agree with totally both of you. I think we need to be... I think it's not going to be a pretty game. We're going to grind this one out. Mm. If people expect anything other than that, they're deluded. Um, hopefully, where we've been range at three-quarter time or in front, because if we're not, we've got no chance, because they come home, their fourth quarters are really good, even though our fourth quarters have been really good. But at home, you get the home ground, ascendancy, you get the umpires behind them a little bit. It could... Could be the telling factor. Who knows? We've got to keep bets quiet. If you can keep bets quiet at home, you're going to beat them. Brad, I think Shep will be on bets. Yeah, I, he's not the player he was. I hope Cole's not on bets because if Cole's on bets, we're going to get. Mate, I thought it was out. Cole's best game of the year last week. Mm. Like he did, like live, he did so well. Um, I don't know who he played on because he was moving around. There were times where he was on McDonald, mate. And they rotate. As I said, it was by far his best game of the year, but that's not saying much because he's had a bit of a down year. Yeah, he hasn't had the best of years. Um, <laughs> right, so he's going to come in for the Eagles then, boys. Let's touch on that before we wrap it all up. I think Rotham could come in for, Je- um, for Jets. I'd like to see a Matt Allen or a Ainsworth come in for Venables. And I'd really, I'd really like to see Brooks come, Brooks become in. I know he's only there for they're saying he's only there for safe haven, but that guy is a he's a bully and he's a waffle. Unit, mate. He's, he's a just but we got no one. They call him old man. Yeah, but you, you're right. They said like basically insurance. Oh, I'm doing the air quotes insurance player, but isn't that when we need him now? Nick well, Nat's out, yeah. Hickey's out, Vardy's out of form. Well, that's why we had Bruce Manny for the waffle, but bring him in. And he's a South Australian. I think so. He knows the ground. He's played there. He's played off, and he knows what to do. Um, I'd, I'd, yeah, well, I'd play the two Ruckman just to expose their Ruckman because they're only going to go with the Ruck. One, I'd be bringing Brooksby in I'd love to see over here. Yeah. Um, I know people don't like it, but Schofield's going to come in. Schofield, Ruffham is the future, but Schofield will come in and he'll do a job. He'll come in for Jeddah. And I'm with you, Wayne. I'd like to see Ainsworth giving a go in the guts mm. or, you know, doing Venable's role. Will they? I think they might side. I think Archie might get his reprieve if that's what you want to call it everyone's been asking for him I don't see much about Archie to tell the truth mm-hmm. but he might get it because he played Port Adelaide for a couple of years there I but, think it'll be no this is more what I'm hoping for so I'm with Wayne here I think yeah. Brooksby he's a bull I want him yeah. to get a game I think with them flirting especially with Jenkins coming back as long as Schofield's fine I reckon Schofield comes back yeah. we lack tools frees up McGovern like we've touched on um, I'd love to see Rotham get a game, but really we need that midfielder. 
Um, but oh, no one's form in the Wolf of Screaming out right now. No. So I wouldn't be surprised if someone like Smith from his training and his pre-season um, training, you know? So his game's not that great, but they might like, well, let's get a runner in, you know? And they might go down a Smith path. See, I watched, I, I watched the live stream as a lot of you guys did last week, but again, Matt Allen is really sticking his hand up. He's a big-bodied midfielder. Yeah, well, what, what else has a kid got to do? Um, well, yeah, what's he got to do? I mean, um, he's a great left-footers. Left-footers are a different category of players. If, he, if he's named, I'll be happy. I'd be right. I think he is one of the better performers. I'd be happy because he's been on the list for so bloody long. They took him as a tall forward. They moulded him into a midfielder. Um, yeah, let's hope he gets a chance. Because if he doesn't, if he doesn't get a chance, he's going to be off the list. Yeah. So let's wrap it up anyway, guys. Um, let's go winner and margin. Oh, I always tip the Eagles. I'm not confident. I reckon Eagles by 17. Um, I always... That's why I never win the footy to me. I tip the Eagles, I reckon, by six points. Well, Unless. I'm going to put my tipping hat on, and people aren't going to like me, but that's my tipping. I'm going to Adelaide by 29 points. Oh, Jesus, bit man. of a blowout too, man. Oh, no, I was going on margin. 29 seems to be a really good number. We're both giving him dirty looks from over the table, <laughs> so people know. <laughs> the daggers are coming out. <laughs> um, quickly, before we do wrap up, the waffle wrap, we didn't bring it this week. Um, I didn't see much of the game, and... Um, but East Perth uh, beat Eagles 13-8, to Eagles 7-10. Like I said, no one really stood up in that game, really, that's pushing that. And if we didn't have injuries, that, they wouldn't be getting the game. So that's a simple that, that, that That's the thing. People are very hard on this Waffle team, but they don't realise the Waffle team has no depth. They need their team out in the park. Now, we'll go through our injury list, right? And I know you could argue that these will be right, our best. Well. No, just count how many. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So you've got eleven players right there. And yes, some will be in the best twenty-two. But as soon as they've got the best twenty-two, then another player is omitted. Yeah. So they've got eleven players missing and from means, their waffle side. And that means the amateur guys coming. And the younger players yeah. will find it harder to step up and show what they've got when they don't when they're the main man, basically. Well, um, the Eagles. Reserves or waffle side take on Swan Districts at Steel Blue Oval. So, Parksy, you will like that one. I know you'll be going for the uh, the, the birds, but uh, the blackbirds. But um, I think the Eagles will get over them at the moment. Um, so, let's hope for a good game at least. And if Eagles do get the win, um, it'll set their season up because they've got a couple of hard games coming up. And um, anything's uh, possible. That's it. Adelaide Oval. And um, this Saturday, if you can't get down to Steel Blue Evil, Oval, uh, the next generation, um, we're going to start trying live stream all the Waffle games on there. So you can always check it out there and watch it on there. Yeah, look in the announcements. Um, it'll always be on there. Um, Eagle Nation, guys, if you haven't got on to our Facebook pages, get onto it. So it's on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. You can download the shows from there or a multitude of podcast platforms. SoundCloud is our preferred iTunes, Spotify, Castro, CastBox, and we're on a new one called Acast. So get onto it or go to Podcast Central if you like your podcast because there's a few of them on there, sports, pop culture, wellness, music and technology. And go Eagles, let's stay in the Crows or slay in the Crows. Yeah. So, so, fingers crossed. All the best. And if you say, boys, just a quick one, not standing up, I had to quickly get this in. Ainsworth, 27 possessions last week. Uh, Matty Allen, 22 
Brooksby, 11 possessions and 30 and other 30 hit outs. Okay, um, with Brooksby though, he kicked one, two. He could have easily had the three goals. He was a little inaccurate. Sorry, we so, got off the door there. No, that's yeah. good. No, I'd love to see that yeah. happen. If those guys come in, no one's going to be happier than me. But I just can't see it happening because I haven't got one selection right this year. Oh, well, I'm, I'm going to be off. Yeah. When we had to pick three, I was like, man... The selection committee, they keep me guessing. I've got no idea they're going to pick. Who would want to be a selector is the key word there. So um, anyway, guys, tune in next week. And uh, every Wednesday we're here. And we'll try and bring you the best show possible. Take it easy, guys. Bye. See you then. Bye.